2: Good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up and joining us. Good to be back, I should say. Aloha. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> we missed you. you. I know. Eleven days I was gone. You know, that's with the weekends in between. But yeah, I left seventy mid mid <laughs> mid to high seventies. Beautiful sunny beach. Oh yeah, Coming the whales this. are this mating season. So <laughs> can you bring I mean, some of that weather here? for everywhere. I tried to. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's not too bad when I land. And then you tell me this morning.
4: Yeah, we've got the return to some colder conditions later this week. Of course, this morning, still dealing with those warm uh, weather conditions across South Central. Many areas sitting in the 40s. In fact, we stayed in the 40s through the overnight hours. You can see those winds still continue to gust. Uh, across south central a few breaks in the clouds for inland areas uh, of south central not everyone is seeing that quiet weather in fact uh, we're uh, holding on to a large portion of south central still dealing with some widespread rain we've got temperatures currently sitting at 40 degrees at ted stevens uh, with winds out of the south southeast at 14 miles per hour so be prepared for those gusty conditions uh, to stick around through the remainder of the day we'll see some of those highest wind gusts Along the hillside, as well as out towards Turnigan Arm, 60 plus mile per hour winds uh, certainly looking like the main culprit when it comes to those windy conditions. Just within the last hour, uh, we've seen winds gusting to 26 in Wasilla, 45 mile per hour in Homer, uh, down towards Seldovia, winds gusting to 46 miles per hour, and then Palmer seeing winds gusting just under 45 miles per hour this morning. And be prepared for these windy conditions to so stay with us through a good portion of today into the afternoon hours. You can see temperature wise 43 in Palmer, 39 degrees in Kenai, 32 degrees in Valdez, 25 in Eureka, a large portion of South Central is dealing with some rainfall now through Turnigan Pass, more so a wet snow, uh, if not some uh, wintry mix occurring to start off the day. Uh, but a good portion of South Central will hold on to rain today, with a gradual transition uh, to a wintry mix, if not snow, overnight into Wednesday as we begin to tap into some cooler conditions. So we are still expected to see widespread rainfall. Uh, as we start off your Tuesday, and we're going to see some of that heaviest activity from uh, southern parts of the Kenai through Seward Peninsula, where we could easily see up to two to two and a half inches of rainfall. So far since midnight, we've already approached half an inch in Seward, half an inch in Cordova, with lighter amounts inland. We'll continue to hold on to that potential for inland areas to see some rain. Warm conditions, though, stay with us with colder weather by the weekend. I'll have those details in that seven day coming up.
1: An ongoing dispute between the Ecclutena hydroelectric project owners and the Anchorage
2: Assembly shows no sign of ending. The opportunity to submit public comments has closed and still not everyone agrees on the future of the dam and the river. Like Shelverton explains the points of contention in this morning's top story.
5: Until the fish are restored to the river, the harms continue every single day.
6: The Anchorage Assembly passed a resolution in early February that opposes the draft fish and wildlife program for the Eklutna hydroelectric project unless the full length of the Eklutna River is restored. The river has been largely dry since the reconstruction of the dam in the 1950s. The assembly later turned to an experienced consultant who says part of the existing AWU infrastructure is fatally flawed.
5: But what we know is that the 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 portal valve that They have proposed is a failure to start. It doesn't actually protect wildlife. It will have cycles where it doesn't work, so there isn't water down.
6: Assembly Chair Chris Constant says he's not happy with the project owners who he says are asking the municipality and taxpayers to foot the $57 million project, which he says is not available for the public to view. Julie Haskett, the manager of corporate communications of Chugach Electric, disagreed with Constant, citing hundreds if not thousands of hours of meetings on the project that were open to the public, as well as thousands of pages published on the project's website. The 1991 agreement applies to the project owners, which include Chugach Electric and the municipality. Asked for the project owners to study protection, enhancement, and mitigation of the damages caused by the project to fish and wildlife. So that is what we've been doing for five years. Haskett says the word restore is not in the agreement. At the same time, our proposal protects the municipal water supply. It also protects the very valuable hydro project. So we think that we've come up with a really good compromise. Haskett says Eklutna Lake provides about 90 percent of Anchorage's drinking water and is the source for 44 percent of the MEA's renewable generation and a quarter of Chugach Electric's renewable energy. It's also the cheapest renewable power on the rail belt. It's the cheapest power on the rail belt. It's dispatchable, storable hydropower. Constant wants other alternatives to be considered and says the assembly is investigating all of its options moving forward. It will likely hold a special meeting on Friday to talk about the issue.
5: It raises all manner of questions and again gets back to this point that I think we have a difference of facts going on here and we'll have to resolve the difference of facts in the place that we do that.
6: Lex Everton, Alaska's news source.
2: Chukash Electric is now working on the final program for Governor Dunleavy and will keep you posted on Friday's meeting.
1: Turning to capital coverage in Juneau this morning, the House will once again take up a controversial education bill. The future of items like student funding, Teacher bonuses, charter schools, and a host of other education proposals now face an uncertain future. This after House Republicans failed to pass the wide-sweeping bill on Monday. A second reading is scheduled today. There was no re- resolution or vote on the bill because the House decided to adjourn. Plans are to continue the debate and move the education rewrite to 11 a.m. Opponents argue many of the ideas have not been properly vetted. Another issue is the 300 per student increase of the BSA, saying it is just not enough and opponents would like to see the per student increase closer to 1400 The House Minority Leader expressed concern over how much of the bill has changed since it started in the Senate as a school internet bill. But House Rules Chair Craig Johnson, who helped rewrite the bill, wants to push it through, saying a vote can't wait as school districts are waiting in limbo for budgets.
0: I guess I'm a little dismayed that uh, we would add six, six new fiscal notes to an already very expensive bill without uh, any finance member being able to speak to those fiscal notes or being able to defend uh, the actions taken in the, the House Rules Committee. The Internet for schools, if we don't get it done within the next two or three days, that's gone. Uh, People, transportation. So we have basically send a message to the education committee or the education community that we don't care
1: also in the bill some of governor mike dunleavy's priorities including teacher bonuses and granting the state school board new charter author- uh, school authority we'll have continuing coverage on alaska's new source at noon and stay up to our date
2: up to date on our website or the app A change up is on the way for Alaska's Department of Health. Chief Medical Officer Dr. Ann Zink says she's leaving the position in April. She became a household name in 2020 when the pandemic hit. She was seen nearly nightly in televised press conferences as the world was learning about the new normal, and she helped people navigate that and also understand what it was. Alaska's U.S. Attorney announced new indictments related to alleged COVID relief fraud. The feds say they're related to an overall series of white collar crimes accounting for millions of dollars in fraud. As Lauren Maxwell and Alaska's News Source Investigates report, the level of fraud may be
3: unprecedented. The five cases highlighted by the U.S. Attorney's Office range from an Anchorage woman they say received $1 million in relief funds, in part by claiming employees she didn't have. To an Anchorage businessman who got COVID funds, but allegedly failed to mention criminal convictions making him ineligible. Examples Small Business Administration's investigators say point to how nationally the amount of potential fraud is staggering. We estimate that SBA distributed over $200 billion, with a B, in potentially fraudulent COVID idols, targeted loan advances, supplemental targeted advances and PPP loans. Here in Alaska, a special task force led by the U.S. attorney, Lane Tucker, is taking aim at COVID
6: fraud. Just in the past few months, we've had, I think, three indictments in Anchorage, uh, totaling almost $3 million in COVID-19 fraud.
3: One example, the indictment says, is 36-year-old Cheryl Labrie, listed as Liberty Tax Service owner. She's charged with fraudulently obtaining and laundering roughly a million dollars in COVID relief funds, Among other things, the government says she used the money to facilitate the purchase of a new home and pay for a marijuana dispensary's payroll expenses. But COVID is not the only type of fraud the U.S. Attorney's Office is focused on. Tucker says, overall, they're working to recover all kinds of white-collar crime money.
6: In Alaska, in 2023 alone, in grant and contract fraud, the state was allocated over $10 billion in federal funds. If the 20% number is accurate, that's $2 billion in fraud. Healthcare fraud, same thing. Billions and billions, over $100 billion a year nationally. Uh, And, you know, Alaska has its share of that and we're looking for it and aggressively prosecuting it.
3: The FBI is also part of the task force. An agent says white collar crime can impact anyone, sometimes with devastating consequences. It can ruin businesses, it can uh deplete your life savings it can all different types of things and that's where it's not white collar crime is not victimless because of that he says even things like government relief programs ultimately are funded from taxpayers pockets like the covid 19 fraud that's that's taxpayer dollars that paid for that and so in essence every taxpayer is a victim in that sense right because they're the ones that are going to have to pay to make up all that fraud lauren maxwell alaska's news source
2: investigators say most of these cases come to light because of tips from the public now there's a number of ways to report white collar crime you can see that list right now on alaska's also we reached out to cheryl Labrie, the woman that we mentioned in our story charged with nearly a million dollars in covid fraud she had no comment
1: Human remains were found as firefighters were clearing a fire in a home Sunday night in North Pole. Alaska state troopers say the North Star Volunteer Fire Department responded to the fire at about 8 when the remains were located. A preliminary investigation shows the fire likely started in the living room of the home next to a wood stove. The remains were sent to the state medical examiner's office for identification. There's no evidence of foul play, but the investigation is ongoing. The structure is a total loss. The trial of accused murderer Brian Smith continues today in Anchorage. He's accused of killing and taking videos and photos of the deaths of two Alaska Native women between 2017 and 2019. Thursday, the jury was shown pictures of a skeleton found along the Seward Highway believed to belong to Kathleen Jo Henry. They also saw photos of a bloodstained carpet in Smith's home where police believe he shot and killed Veronica Abouchuk. Further testimony on that carpet is expected today. An in-depth uh, discussion about the Brian Smith case, as well as continuing coverage of the trial, is online right now at Source.com. It's also on our streaming platforms, and you can also watch the trial live when it resumes this morning at 8.30. You'll find it under the live tab on our website and on our streaming channels.
2: We're continuing to follow developing news that Eddie Burke Jr., the Iditarod's 2023 Rookie of the Year, is disqualified to compete in this year's race in an emergency meeting Monday. Personal conduct was cited by the Iditarod Board of Directors concerning Rule 53 that says, in part, all Iditarod measures will be held to a high standard of personal and professional conduct. The Iditarod says Burke can apply to compete in future Iditarods. We've reached out to Burke for comment and have not heard back. And we have more news coming up, including the leaderboard from the Iron Dog. And a race to become a ranked skier leads to a race for a better life.
0: I'm Dave Allgood. Coming up, we're going to meet a very motivated cross-country skier, this guy. Merrick Silva. And his good friend.
5: Marcus Walston.
0: And uh, Merrick is pretty amazing. And Merrick, should I eat processed sugar products?
5: Probably not. I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) I'd stay away from that. (laughs) This guy is a mean, lean skiing machine. You're going to meet him on today's All Good News. Slushy roads,
4: rain, showers, and winds continue across South Central. I'll have more details on that and the colder weather heading our way. But first, the sunrise, 827, sunset, 559, 9 hours and 31 minutes of daylight.
2: Delta is offering a unique way to experience this spring's upcoming solar eclipse. So the airline will operate a special flight from Austin to Detroit on April 8th, which will allow passengers to spend as much time as possible directly within the path of totality. The eclipse
1: is the last total eclipse over North America until 2044 and will last more than twice as long as the one that occurred in 2017.
2: It would be cool to see the eclipse from, you know, up in the sky. From above. Yeah. as long as the flight's on time (laughs) right no delays
4: (laughs) and having experienced one they are absolutely phenomenal that 360 degree sunset here in alaska we'll actually see a total solar eclipse in uh, 2033 so looking forward to that temperatures this morning certainly on the warmer side take it easy on those roadways Uh, we do have some slick and slushy conditions across south central now the main roads themselves uh, the seward highway the glenn highway of course the parks highway not seeing any significant issues it's really going to be the parking lots and those side roads uh, that are going to be uh, more on the slicker side and of course top off that wiper fluid as well uh, with this uh, slick conditions and the melting that we've been seeing you're going to have that backsplash uh, from those vehicles as that traffic continues to pick up on the roadways active weather with us this morning Uh, you can see widespread rainfall primarily near the gulf coast region where we are going to be watching for the potential uh, for anywhere from about one to three inches of rainfall on top of what we did see Yesterday, uh, even through parts of the Susitna Valley, waking up to some rain showers this morning. Western parts of the Kenai, as well as here in Anchorage, we're dealing with that downsloping. So we're largely on the drier side, uh, but we're still holding on to some drizzle potential. Now, we've got plenty of moisture uh, that's streaming into South Central. You can see the source of this moisture all the way through the central parts uh, of the Pacific. So we've got this warm, moisture-rich air that is building back into South Central. Also dealing with some windy conditions. We're seeing some of those strongest winds along the hillside as well as Turnigan Arm, where we could see winds gusting as high as about 60 miles per hour. In the city itself, winds anywhere from about 30 to 40 miles per hour. And across the rest of South Central, we'll see the potential for winds uh, quite gusty through the day. Out towards Atka, we've got winds up to 45 miles per hour. Savunga, 26 miles per hour. Uh, Even through the gaps and passes of the Alaska range, we're expected to see uh, the possibility of winds gusting upwards of about 40. Uh, to 50 miles per hour. So Anchorage, we are going to continue to hold on to some of those gusty conditions through the day. Uh, Persistent south-southeasterly winds, where we're going to see those winds anywhere from about 35 to 40 miles per hour with our wind gusts. And of course, those higher elevations, expecting to see winds anywhere from about 60 plus miles per hour. And those southeasterly winds are effectively cutting us off from most of the moisture. But with the amount of moisture we have across south-central, we could see some light rainfall activity uh, building inland as we head through the afternoon hours. Notice what happens tonight into the overnight. We begin to tap into some colder air, so any moisture remaining will transition uh, to some wintry mix across South Central, particularly in areas where those temperatures do bottom out uh, into the mid-30s as we head through the overnight hours. Starting off our Wednesday with fairly quiet conditions, And then we're going to be watching another round of some wintry mix, if not snow, arriving as we welcome into Wednesday night and and into Thursday. So a transition back to snow will arrive through the rest of this week with colder weather that's going to build back into South Central. Up to two and a half inches of rain across uh, Seward or out towards Seward. You can see temperatures today on the warmer side, record to near record highs looking likely for the day. 43 in Cordova, 39 in Golcana. Those winds gusting upwards of about 30 miles per hour. You can see through the valley, those winds could gust as easily as uh, 40 miles per hour through Palmer. Uh, Still holding on to those windy conditions uh, as we head into the evening hours as well. That seven-day forecast, uh, we're going to be talking about a 30-degree temperature swing uh, as we welcome in the weekend and into next week. That chance for snow tapers off by Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Highs in the teens, overnight lows across South Central could be sitting below zero.
2: All right, thanks, Aaron, for the update. Well, finding that one thing that you're good at as a kid can be a game changer, and that's what cross country skiing did for a young Merrick Silva. The teen has found
1: self-esteem and a sport that has transformed him. Now he needs your help for even bigger ambitions. Here's Dave Allgood with an introduction in this morning's All Good News.
5: Um, yes, every day, every single day, no breaks. When it comes to being the best, you can have all the right equipment. But if you don't have the drive... From the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I'm always wondering how I can get better. Oh, or the passion. You know, It's something that I've wanted for a long time, like when I was a little kid. Success will always be just out of reach. I always had a feeling that I had more. Um, and, you know, like... It, it didn't happen overnight. Like, this 17-year-old West High School senior
0: is the definition of motivated.
5: What do you do for fun? What, what do you I have? do for fun? Yeah, ski. What
0: you do, for fun? do you have a TV show you like? I don't watch TV. No TV. Who is this kid?
5: My name is Marek Silva, and I cross-country ski.
0: You see, he started his skiing trek a little late in the game. I started
5: skiing in sixth grade. But Merrick found that skiing was a gateway sport to just being better at life. It's like, wow, I can make so much progress here. What if I, like, try harder in school? And then, like, what if I try to improve my social skills and all these other things?
0: Merrick admits he was an awkward kid just trying to figure it all out and then
5: came cross-country skiing and just six short years later? I don't think that anybody finishes a workout in a bad mood. Merrick, he trains all the time. But skiing is just like a very big foundational piece of everything that I do. He's become uber-focused on being better and organized too. Get this. It's like, what if I improve my haircut? Because I used to have a bad haircut. But haircuts are expensive. I spent $610 on haircuts last year. Wait a second, nuts. you figured out how much you spent on haircuts? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I have a spreadsheet where I put everything that I buy. Spreadsheets, even down to how and what he eats. Mm, maybe I should eat a cookie and ask. Like, no, be disciplined. <laughs> Gotta stay focused. And no surprise,
0: all that discipline and training, it's paid off.
5: I'm currently ranked number 15 in the under 20 age category in Alaska, which means that I'm eligible to compete at Lake Placid this spring.
0: Junior Nationals, a dream come true for the young man who is now benefiting from his hard
5: work. But here's the hard part of being so good. Definitely the hardest part for skiing for me is just the financial side of it, because I love training, um, I like working hard, um, but you know it's hard to save a lot of money when you're going to school and you're training for multiple hours a day. Um,
0: so he could use a little financial help from Alaskans to get to New York to represent
5: Alaska. You know, I'm super excited that I made the Junior National Team um, and I've worked really hard. Um, unfortunately, I can't pay for it right now. So if you guys can help me, I'm going to you know, race as hard as I can.
0: Um, I believe him because Merrick has found it, his passion. And I had to ask, are you a robot? I don't think so. <laughs> nope, just a cool kid on a cross-country mission. I'm Dave Allgood, and that's... You
5: know, race as hard as I can. Um, I'm going to try my hardest. I'm going to kick some butt, and, you know, it's going to be fun. The Allgood News. Yes.
2: Merrick Silva says it's going to cost just over $5,000 to compete in the Nationals in Lake Placid. For information on how you can
1: donate, find this all-good story on alaskasnewsource.com.